0: Welcome to the United Church Podcast. We're a new church here in Seattle committed to an ethic of love and walking in the ways of Jesus. We're striving to be a people united, united with Jesus, each other, ourselves, and the world around us. We hope you're encouraged and challenged by this week's homily. May the peace of Christ be with you. Mark chapter 13, verses 24 to 37. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect for the four winds from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the sun, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come
1: Hope is a, a dangerous thing, and hope, hope can be painful. The other day as I sat at my desk in the bedroom, unexpected tears streamed down my face. They, they caught me off guard, but, but they were so true of what had been going on in my heart, and in my mind, in my body, in my spirit. I was preparing myself for this Advent season, working on the message series and listening to Christmas music. Way too early. As I was listening, Here Comes Heaven started playing. It's a song that we've sung during Advent every single year, and it has easily become one of my favorite Christmas songs. But this time, this time it struck me. Children we no more Hope is on the horizon We will be your promised Messiah The first few lines clutched Ages, me like never before in the tears They started flowing. I couldn't stop them. Children weep no more. Hope is on the horizon. Weary world, behold, your promised Messiah. Angels, let your song begin. Here comes heaven. Christ is born in Bethlehem. Here comes does that not sum up the hope that each of us hold on to? That unfulfilled expectation and this space of tension that we inhabit? It's a painful cry that comes from the depths of our heart, a a hopeful longing as we anticipate the coming Messiah. And I wonder if this feeling, this cry of hope, this painful hope that resides in each of us, this desire for the world to be made whole, that the full-on fulfillment of Jesus' promises would be made known to us in our time and day. I wonder if this isn't exactly what the people of Israel felt, as they lived under the weight of oppression and injustice, as they experienced false hope after false hope in the form of failed messiahs, as they lived under the decrees of authoritarians and their henchmen. Squeezing every last drop of hope out of their being. Children weep no more. Hope is on the horizon. How about you? Do you feel that? As a kid, I often zoned out in church. Something about being a hyperactive child sitting still to listen and talk to a guy or have a guy talk at me for 30 minutes or so. Maybe that's why I'm a pastor. I don't have to actually sit still anymore. I get to have people listen to me instead. <laughs> I always loved to peruse the Bible though, N- not the words themselves. I was more interested in its design and its features. I'd, I'd play along with the maps in the back. I'd follow along Paul's missionary journeys, creating my own little stories as my finger traced the dotted lines. But there was always one page that I found odd. It was the blank page. Now, newer versions of the Bible repurposed it a bit. Back in the day, there was one whole page that was completely blank front and back. One blank page separating the Old and the New Testaments. Today, only one side of that page is blank, and the other just says New Testament, saving paper. I always found that one page really, really odd, though. Why was it even there? It wasn't until many years later that I discovered what that blank page actually represented. Silence. It represented 400 years of silence from God. That's the amount of time that passed between the last words of the Old Testament and the first words of the New Testament. 400 years, 400 years of history, of Waiting of hoping, of longing, steeped in oppression and injustice, pain and tumult. Where are you, God? Where is this Messiah? Where is our rescue? Where is our salvation? Four hundred years. Generations of prayers offered up, cries that came from the depths of their hearts, all in anticipation, through cries of hope, Painful hope buried deep within as they tucked their children into bed at night. I can almost picture them singing this song to them. Children, weep no more. Hope is on the horizon. Desperate to believe it to be true. Desperate for the sake of their children and their children's children. To be able to look out over the horizon and tell their children, Here comes heaven, as the tears stream down my face, the hope billowing up in my soul, my body unable to contain the possibilities. We live in a weird time, underneath the whims and tweets of a diddling despot who undermines and destroys the structures and systems that have made this country what it is our kakistocracy undergoing a full-blown meltdown, hate crimes rising at a rate unseen in the history of our country as the beast of racism and xenophobia are unleashed, left to roam unabated, as financial ruin hits family after family in this pandemic, and yet the rich continue to increase their wealth in, un- in exponential numbers. As more and more people are exposed and contract this deadly virus, as more and more people die and are left severely impaired from its long-term effects, and our careless kakistocracy sits on its hands, we, the privileged, whom have never experienced anything like this in our lifetimes, nor expected to experience anything like this, feel the fingers of power choking the hope out of our being. Here. heaven. How I want this to be true, how I long for this to be now, and in this season, maybe for the first time, I'm getting a taste of that longing, anticipating the hope of Christ's return. You see, this is why we celebrate Advent. This is why we celebrate this season. We we sit in the anticipation of what is to come and the longing of that hope, the, the hope of Christ's eminent return located right there just over the horizon, poised to emerge and bring rescue, salvation, wholeness. I cry out with hope, here comes heaven. And I long for that to be true now. And I I know that there are some of you that are thinking what a strange hope, what a strange longing because somewhere along the way you picked up the notion that with Christ's return comes Armageddon, the end of the world, that, that Christ's return will ravage destruction upon the earth and lay waste to everything that the eye beholds. But here's the thing, that's not found anywhere in the Bible. It, it's found in movies from the 1970s and books of fiction. It was actually an idea devised in the 1830s, used to foment fear and create converts to a dystopian view of humanity and the end of the world. You see, there's no real hope in that. The hope is found in Scripture. The hope that is found in this Scripture is that upon the return of Christ, all of creation is brought back into right relationship. That wholeness can be found. As Revelation says, a place where heaven meets earth, where God will wipe every tear from our eyes, there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, where diddling despots are toppled and Christ reigns supreme, where heavenly justice restores the order of our reality, where oppression ceases, where inequality and hatred are stamped out, and where love, love is what rules the day, Children, weep no more. Hope is on the horizon. Weary world, rejoice. Your promised Messiah. There, just over the horizon, hope. And together, as our cries of hope increase, as the volume and temerity of our hopeful wails resound throughout the corners of the earth, God hears us. This is the word of our Lord, the words that we heard from Mark 13, the hope that we cling to, and the cry we release into the world. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Hope, hope is on the horizon. I loved Lydia's prayer to open us up this morning. Give ear, O God, in whom we hope, to our pleas. For your help. Rend the heavens and come down that we may see your great power and glory. Make us attentive to the signs of your coming and wake us up anew to your presence through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You see, God hears our cries of hope. Heaven is coming to rescue, to bring wholeness, to bring peace and love and goodness. Heaven is coming. And as Jesus told us in Mark chapter 13, keep watch. Look to the horizon. Pay attention. But what I love about this word is that it's an active word. It's a verb. It's not the same as sitting on the couch binge watching Love Creek or Lovecraft Country or Shit's Creek. No, no, it's a word that requires an active engagement with the world around us. A participation that our role, in many ways, is to prepare the way for the coming Messiah. The Church steps into the role of John the Baptist, demonstrating and proclaiming the coming Messiah. We get to create the conditions where heaven can meet earth and join together beautifully and wholly. Our cries of hope are not cries of despair. They're cries of creation, of creating a new world with word and with deed, where Christ reigns supreme, where hope is fulfilled, where love is the order of the day. Children weep no more. Hope is on the horizon. This is our hope. This is why we work together. This is what we hope to see made possible in our day and our time. And this, this is our song as we sit in the darkness of this season, as the days grow shorter and the light of day grows dim, as the rain and the clouds blanket us, look to the horizon, be watchful, put your hands and feet into action, and together, together let us prepare the way, for here comes.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's homily. If you're in Seattle, we'd love for you to join us at 1316 3rd Avenue West in Queen Anne. If you'd like to support our efforts, please visit unitedchurch.gives to partner with us financially. Be in peace and God bless.